Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast is brought to you by King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry, Bavarian Grill, and Yield Butcher Shop. King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry, a longtime retail and repair shop for, you guessed it, clocks and jewelry. Everything from grandfather clocks to mantle clocks, wall clocks. Hey, if you just need to get the battery in your watch replaced, King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry has you covered. Not only that, they are also a gold and silver exchange. So if you have any gold coins, silver coins that you're looking to trade in for cash on the spot, King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry has you covered there as well. They are located at 1201 North Central Expressway. Having served Plano for over 30 years, King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry. And now, let's podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor with Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Brian Murphy, who's the sports editor for our Frisco, Little Elm, and Salina papers, as well as Justin Thomas, who's the sports editor for our Denton County papers. And gentlemen, let's keep talking football. So on uh, Monday, we uh, we debuted our spring uh, football primer series. We're going to touch on all of our Class 6A and Class 5A districts and just kind of check up on them as they wade through their respective springs. Um, you know, we begin Again on Monday with a look at a couple Class 6A districts. Talked a little Louisville ISD, a little Garland ISD, and then for um, for today's podcast, we're going to shift gears to Class 5A and start looking at um, a couple of Class 5A Division One districts. We're going to look at District. Uh, we're going to start off in District 5 5A Division One, which uh, you know is I guess uh, what six tenths of Frisco ISD. Pretty much. And then, uh, then a couple a couple old uh, Frisco ISD district rivals. Um, we've got uh, let's see, we have Frisco Centennial. Heritage, Independence, Liberty, Lone Star, and Wakeland, um, as well as the Colony and Lil Elm. So you have, you know, kind of the uh, the heavyweights in Frisco ISD, more or less. You know, plus a couple teams from District 14, 5A, and the Colony and Little Elm. And I guess uh, I don't know. Just just my initial glance at this mm-hmm. district. You know, I know we learned the uh, what this district was going to be a couple months ago at realignment, but I, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, Lone Star would probably feel like or they're the on paper favorite, just given their pedigree over the past few years. But they do have some pretty sizable holes to replace on offense. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated though just to see how the Colony and Little Elm are going to kind of work into this mix just because they have experience playing against uh, Frisco ISD beforehand and kind of a bit of a mixed bag. You know, the Colony you know, held its own more or less. Little Elm not, mm, not, not so, so much. much. Yeah. Let's, um, let's start there, Brian. I know um, you know in uh, this uh, this upcoming edition of the Little Elm uh, Journal you've got a uh, you know a story on Little Elm Spring and just what they were able to do um, as they as they begin for their uh, you know their build towards five five A Division One, what is um kind of how are the Lobos sitting right now? Coach Brown says they look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean they have their quarterback back, Logan Kohler. He was mm-hmm. a starter as a sophomore, starter as a junior. You know that's a that's a key component for your team mm-hmm. if you you know experience that quarterback. Uh, he said their strength of the team might be their defensive line, okay. which is. I thought it was odd because their offensive line is so experienced. They have four returners on that offensive line. Many of those starters were sophomores as well. You know, they have a stud in Brandon Crossley who's gotten 20 Division One offers. They use him at cornerback, kick return, punt return. They're going to throw him in a little bit at receiver and kind of move him around in the backfield. Who knows? He's he's a dynamic athlete. Starts on the basketball team, track and field star. So the little on they have pieces. They have a lot of experience uh, coming back, and you know. 
Coach Brown mentioned that, you know, being in the, the old Frisco district, you know, a couple years ago back in the day, uh, and they didn't do too well in, in, you know, at those times. They went, you know, they they went, it, went defeated uh, <laughs> two years in a row, which is not ideal, uh, but this is a much, much different team, much mm -hmm. different culture, and a, a different program all around. That would be the big question is just how much has Little Elm really closed the gap on Frisco ISD? Because, yeah, you mentioned just their, their struggles against them, and they've, you know, them and, uh, like you said, Justin, they shared, um, you know, Little Elm and the Colony were in the same district as Frisco ISD for, you know, a good four-year stretch from 2012 through 2015. And I went back to check um, just how Little Elm and the Colony did against just the Frisco schools during that span. And um, Little Elm, over those uh, those four seasons, had a uh, just a record of 4-21 and against Frisco ISD, including just one win in their last 20 games against Frisco ISD programs. Little Elm will match that win total this season. They'll get at least four wins against the Frisco teams. I'm going sure to get, I'm have to yeah. go to playoff spot. So, uh, but the Colony, you know, fared, uh, you know, fared quite a bit better. They were able to make the playoffs in three of the four years that they were in the district yeah, the with the Frisco years. ISD. Um, they've been riding a pretty nice run of consistency as well, including, yeah. I mean, last year, I think that was a team that kind of coming into the season that were all kind of like, I'm um, not really sure what to expect out yeah. of the Colony after what happened with, uh, you know, Jamel Jones. And then mm -hmm. they were able to parlay that into a uh, return to the playoffs and have become one of the, uh, you know, one of the more consistent teams, you yeah. know, within that Louisville ISD. Yeah, five I think after making it two times ever, they've made it five years in a row mm -hmm. under Rudy Rango now so looking for six in a row um, you mentioned you know last year losing Jamel Jones just a big blow before the season starts but heading into this year you know that's kind of a blessing this year because yep. sophomore Mikey Harrington has a full year of starting under his belt going into his uh, junior season at quarterback for the for the colony so I remember they had two stud running backs and they're Miles back, Price, Miles Price and who's a two-way player and pretty awesome on both sides of the mm -hmm. ball and then Jaden Abdallah is back for his yeah. senior year so Probably one of the better running back tandems in the whole metro, metro price, mm -hmm. I would guess. Both uh, very talented, and uh, price is really fun to watch, especially. I think you mentioned Little Elm and just the uh, how they look like to be pretty well fortified up front. And I think now I'm not sure how uh, you know how Frisco ISD is sitting from like a, a rushing standpoint because I know last year that was kind of one of the strongest seasons of the district. Is just every team it felt like had like a mm -hmm. really strong running back. And if you can fortify some sort of advantage in the trenches and just be well suited there, that should only help Little Elm just in the grand scheme of things. For sure, but they lose their two Division One running backs. Yeah, uh, you know Glenn Young and Corey Moses. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so they're trying to replace him with a committee of guys. Coach Brown told me there's about four guys they're looking at right now. Um, one of the guys was a safety last year, kind of making the move to running back. A couple of them are some JV guys, freshman guys that really stood out on the team last year. So they'll kind of be a, a running back by committee. Uh, they're a little um, in the backfield. Looking at Frisco ISD then, I guess these six Frisco schools, like I said, you have kind of the, the heavyweights from the school district were retained for uh, for Division One. You had three of the four playoff teams out of 13-5A, Lone Star, Centennial, Wakeland, they're all in this district. Um, plus you have you know teams like Independence made the playoffs, you know, two years ago. I mean, you have the Colony and Lula made the playoffs at some point these past two years. So you have six of the eight teams in the district that made the playoffs within the past two years. Leads me to believe that there's, you know, there could be quite a bit of a parity, which is obviously nothing new for uh, the Frisco schools mm -hmm. when it comes to, I mean, because you had, what, like five or six teams were in contention for the playoffs mm -hmm. heading into, like, the last week of the season last year? Yeah, but if you look at these Frisco teams in 5-5A, majority of them lose their quarterback. Yeah. You know, the big dogs lost their quarterback. Mm -hmm. Wakeland, Lone Star, Independence, uh, Heritage, they lose Amari Jones, one of the, probably the most dynamic player in the entire district before he got hurt 
last year. The only ones that returned their quarterbacks are Centennial and Liberty. You know, two teams that finished near the bottom. Well, Centennial made the playoffs, but Liberty finished near the bottom of the of the 13-5A this past year. But, you know, Liberty, they returned Mitch Miller. Centennial, they get Weston Symes back, who was hurt a majority of last year. Okay. He's a he's a two-star athlete, also stars on the baseball team. But he's, you know, that dual threat uh, quarterback he can run, throw. So, interesting to see. They have that uh, upper hand on, you know, teams like Lone Star, teams like, like Wakeland, who have been the predominant uh, powerhouses in the recent years. Any uh, any initial pulse for uh, Lone Star? I know they've kind of be the uh, they've been the it team in Frisco ISD for a little while now, and I mean they uh, you know there's still some talent there, obviously, but I mean they do lose quite a bit on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they lose MJ Rivers, they lose Nick Bolton, they lose Noah Velser, Nick Bolton going to Missouri, uh, MJ Rivers going to Illinois, you know, but they still have studs. Darren DJ Smith, he's gotten a, picked up a ton of D1 offers. He's uh, about to be a senior running back, five foot ten, really shifty guy can be utilized in the kicking game also. Trey Taylor, really good cornerback. He's about to be a senior stud on the basketball team also. Yeah. Uh, and then Julian Larry is a guy who's also on the basketball team. He played corner this past year, but he's making the move to quarterback. He's one of the quarterbacks in contention for that job. So there's a QB battle between three guys. Another one of those guys is senior Grant Hardy, who also star on the baseball team. A lot of dual yeah. uh, dual star, uh, dual sport athletes at Lone Star. So interesting to see what happens there. And of course, Marvin Mims, you know, newcomer of the year last year. He was a sophomore. Uh, you know, he's about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but I've seen him, you know, throw down crazy dunks on the basketball court too. This dude is a, is a freak athlete and he's picked up a ton, a ton, a ton of D1 offers. Almost every time I look on Twitter, he's got a new marquee uh, D1 offer, you know, big time D1 offer. I'm anxious for the uh, the potential DJ Smith just like return to prominence because it's like people, almost, I don't say people almost like forgot just how good he is, but just there was so much talent in that backfield between Rivers and Kirby Bennett last year that you brought up Kirby Bennett. You know, he got shadowed a little bit by Bennett. Yeah. Bennett's a lot bigger, not, no pun intended. Uh, but, you know, Smith, smaller shifter back. He had a great sophomore year two years ago, yeah. and now who knows what he can do his senior year. You know, he kind of had to split a lot of time with Bennett, but they use him in a bunch of different ways in the slot, kick return, punt return, stuff like that. But this year, he's going to be that guy, and I think he's going to have a monster, monster season. Potential, potential MVP candidate. Another team that um, you know was hit hard, not just by graduation, but had a couple you know unforeseen losses. Um, Frisco Wakeland. Not entirely sure what to make out of Wakeland and just kind of where they're going to be at because obviously I was just going over um, you know the all district list from last year and they had twelve kids named the all district team that either gra- are either going to graduate or transferred. Yeah, and a lot of those got injured at some point in the season. So a lot of those games, you know, against Lone Star and, and stuff like that late in the year, that you know they're playing with you know second and third stringers. They were so banged up going into the playoffs when they got demolished by Prosper. They were so banged up, but they're they're healthier this year. They lose Rafiti uh, Hiramai, who's going to Texas, mm-hmm. big offensive lineman. They you know they lose. Dylan Cadwaller going to Prestonwood. And, you know, they lose other guys. You know, Easton Reeves going to Prestonwood. Yep. And then they graduate a bunch of their other studs. You know, Trey, uh, Trey Adams going to Arizona. I know you're an Arizona guy, Justin. He's a mm-hmm. big six foot three receiver. He should be a stud uh, with, with the Wildcats. But they lose him. But, you know, uh, they have a bunch of guys from the JV stepping up. I talked to Marty Secord earlier today. You know, their JV team won the district last year. So mm-hmm. they, they, they know how to win, those younger guys. And if they can, that can translate uh, to the next level, that'll be huge for the Wolverines. Between um, you know Heritage, Liberty, Independence, you know those teams that were left out of the mix last year in the postseason, do you feel like there's any one that might be a better bit better position to kind of crack that uh, top four maybe this season? Or? It's tough to gauge with Heritage because they have a new coach, yeah. Kenneth Gilchrist, uh, taking over for for Che Hendricks. They lose Amari Jones, you know. They lose Nick McTeer. They lose some guys. It's tough. I, I I'm not sure how they'll they'll fare in this district. Centennial, they they you know coming off a miraculous playoff berth. Not many people picked them to even. 
finished in the top six in the district, and they got the fourth spot last year. They get a their quarterback back and healthy. Who knows? I, I think Centennial's in good shape, and you know Liberty. You know they they still have a lot to prove as well. Let's look at um, let's look at District Five Five A Division One. Obviously, we'll dig f- much uh, much deeper into this district once things get rolling in August, um, once fall practices begin. But just a cursory look at what that district has to offer as these schools are going through spring ball. Um, we're going to quickly shift gears to another Five Five A Division One school, and that is West Mesquite as the uh, subject for our Fast Forward Rewind Student Athlete Spotlight this week. Uh, Kendrick Johnson was out at West Mesquite chatting with their star wide receiver Dylan Wright, one of the top wide receivers in the uh, in the state. Just for a uh, just for an update on how he's uh, how his offseason's coming along, how the Wranglers are shaping up, and we will see what Dylan Wright had to say after a word from this sponsor. Today's student athlete spotlight is brought to you by Bavarian Grill, authentic Bavarian food and beer garden. Listed by the Zagat Survey as the highest-rated German restaurant in Texas for 12 years in a row. 12 years! That's three presidential terms. Uh, you can enjoy traditional and authentic spring favorites now. Everything from appetizers like slow-roasted ham hock and potato pancakes to entrees like bratwurst or breaded schnitzel. Uh, bring your whole family for lunch and dinner. They are open Tuesday through Saturday, located off Parker and Highway 75 in Plano, Bavarian Grill. And now, let's get back to the podcast. This week, we fast forward to rewinding. We landed in Mesquite. We're one of the top receivers in the state of Texas and in the nation, Mr. Dylan Wright. Dylan, give some insight to um, spring practice. Uh, well, I ain't been able to practice, but I've been sitting there watching the young kids. We got a lot of young kids moving from JV. So, uh, they starting to learn all the plays. They've been getting the plays down. So, today, we're going to see what they got. How much did it accept you, the fact that you've been out with the injury, but you got to see, see others that's going to be around you, your teammates working, kind of cultivate that team environment? Uh, I mean, everybody, like, they ask me, they ask me, like, hey, man, what do I do, what do I do? So, I mean, they all, they all look up to me, so when I coach on the sideline, it kind of gives them a, a hype, and it makes them do better. Yeah, how are you recovering from that, that toe surgery? I'm doing good. Uh, I had my first practice yesterday. He released me to like run, but it does not take a lot of reps. So, you know, I've been trying to like get back out there, but it's um it's kind of weird because I've been wearing slides uh like for what, three months. I went out there in cleats, so it was kind of uncomfortable, but it really didn't hurt. So, I mean, I could tell you get better. How do you plan on getting ready for um, next year? And what's your mentality? The fact that people know who you are and you kind of got a target on you. Uh, to be honest, I feel like I've been had a target since I was little. And I feel like I'm supposed to be where I'm at right now. So I, I work regardless. Like, that's just me. I work hard, you know. I'm going to get bigger. I'm going to get faster. It's just, you know, I got to learn on my weaknesses because I like lifting weights. You know, I like running outside and all that. I can do that, but I got to I gotta, I gotta get it in my head first, get down the little, the little steps, you know, every little thing. So that's, that's what I'm working on. Is there any disrespect that you see a, a lot of heavy uh, attention and double coverages? Is there anything that you have to do to, to versus beating one person? You, you're going to have to consistently beat two people or just same thing you've been doing? Uh, I mean, they always going to put two people on me. So, you know, I just just got to find a way to get over. Yeah. I mean, but with, see, what I'm trying to do is if I if I coach up my little homeboys and they, and they get cold, they're not going to be able to double cover me. So, you know. Whatever I do, every time I work out this summer, they're going to be with me. So, you know, my whole team could be good because it's my senior year. We got to go out with a man. 
Does it bother you the fact some people say and some, some scouts say that you're a great athlete, but they don't know about your route running skills? Like basically, like if he ain't going up at high point, it he ain't gonna get the ball. Uh, I mean that was one of my weaknesses at one point. And that's because I just started playing receiver. But, I mean, I've been working on it. Like, people don't notice, but I'll work on it. So, they're going to see when I get back on the field. It ain't going to be nothing they can say that I can't do. Is that motivation for next year? It's motivation. Everybody, everybody going to pick something that they don't like about you. So, you know, all I got to do is show them that I can do it. Team-wise, what's three goals you have for your team next year? No drops from the receivers for the linemen. I want all, more than more than four point pancakes a game from anybody, and just I want every I don't want it to be no so I want everybody to talk on the field. I don't want it to be solid none. I want everybody to know the play. I want the defense. I want everybody to know what what, what coverage they in. All that. So how, how big a deal is it to get the playoffs and make a run? It's a big deal, you know. I I, I could be one of the people be like, I already I already got offers, you know. I ain't got to worry about my team. But I've always been a team player, so, you know, uh, I want us to go as far as we can. And I feel like we can go far with the young kids that we got. How do you think you smack a matchup with people in that tough district that y'all in? Man, can't nobody car. <laughs> Where's his confidence come from? I mean, came out of, came out the mud, so, you know, ain't nobody ever gave me nothing. So, you know, it's just it's just hunger. I got I to gotta make it out of where I'm at right now. Uh, give some insight to being a Wrangler for the last four years and what you going to miss about that. Uh, matter of fact, I was my first year, my freshman year, I was at Ferris, Texas. And uh, I played quarterback. And my sophomore year, I was at Ennis. And I played quarterback. And they tried to move me to tight end. So then they, they do like, wow, I mean, they do like a wishbone and stuff. So I knew I wasn't going to get the ball. So I was like, nah. So I just came here where they were going to spread, you know. Something that something that'll fit me, but um, it's been it's been good since I came here. You know, last year I only had 500 yards, but that was because like you know I didn't know the plays or like you know me and the quarterback really didn't have that that bond. So this year that's what I'm trying to fix. You know, so every day after practice when I get back we gonna uh, we gonna work. Did, were you on that state championship team for Ennis? Oh no, no, that was that was four years before me. The, the one that they recently won, like two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was, was it year before? Yeah. It was before you. The year, yeah, year before you. I got you. So, 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 how much does the, the seeing different offenses help you? The fact that yeah, you might be running one, maybe pass offense, but it's still you getting different looks. Is it, you think it's going to help you out the next level? The fact that you see multiple offenses. Uh, yeah, and I think it's going to help me because I was a quarterback, so I know how you know how quarterbacks think. So I know where to go, how to get open, and what they like. So I think that was a, I think that was good that I was a quarterback. I, I gotta ask you, man, what's your top five? And, and uh, you don't have to tell me in any particular order. And what's it gonna take for you to sign on the dotted line, regardless of whoever you sign with? Uh, to be honest, I ain't really got no no top schools yet. I'm still trying to look, you know, because I don't wanna I don't wanna have the top school and then the coaches leave or something happens. So you know, I'm just taking my time, but. uh for me to for me to go to a school, I gotta be comfortable at your school, you know, and um, it just gotta feel like a family. And I don't want it to be nothing about business. Like, if you my coach, I want you to know me and my family. I don't want you to know me as just a number. So you know, that's one thing I, I, I really. And I want you to like, I want my mama and them to come to every game, you know, and just just be there.
So, so will location play a, play play a role in wherever you go. I know you got you got a lot of looks. You, you got the all SEC. That's a that's a Texas boy dream that the SEC and the Big Twelve yeah. are looking at them. Uh, I mean, my moment and they gonna find a way anyways. It's just like I want the coaches to be able to say, all right, we'll help you. Like I don't want them to be like, oh, y'all find it your own way, you know. So <laughs> if the coaches find help, like help my mom and them get to the games, like that'll be a, that'll be good. And uh, so, you, so you can't give me your top five? Man, I ain't got one. <laughs> I ain't got one yet. But I do like uh, Texas, Arkansas. Uh, I like Coach Drew from uh, Texas, though. He, he a real dude. And uh, Coach Craig from A&M. So he, you know, them, them coaches I really got a bond with. Coach Steph from Arkansas, I already got bonds with them. So, you know, that's the coaches I really, I really talk to a lot. And uh, Coach Banks from Alabama. I really talked to him a lot. So. Can you give some insight to all this, the Alabamas, the Texas, right there, she's getting all this attention, but for you, it's about putting, putting the spotlight on Westminster High School. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, because a lot of people are not like that when they're in your position. Um, because, like, I feel like, you know, I feel like God made me be who I am for a reason. And I feel like it's not for me. I feel like it's, I should give it out to other people. So what I'm trying to do is bring coaches there so the kids can see, oh, man, you know, I, I can do this, you know. Like, I don't want everybody to feel like they can they can do the same thing I'm doing. So I never doubt, like the kids, I never doubt them. I never say, oh, man, you trash. I always say, hey, man, you know, uh, you know, just keep working. Or oh, we can work out the practice on it, you know. Like I don't never doubt the kids because I was in their position, their position one time. And, uh, and the kids that was above me, they was like bullying me, you know. I done got in a lot of fights. I, I done got beat up, you feel me? I mean, and I don't want the kids under me to go with, and have, like go through that. So, you know, I just be I just be like a brother to him, you know. So then I like my brother, he ain't really like he ain't really been been able to go places because, you know, his dad and his, they just don't they just don't do it, so I, I bring him in, you know. We go wherever, wherever I go, whatever school I go to, he go with me because I want him to see that stuff. And you know, he like the only he. I know he got a heart, and I know that he want to do what he want to do. So, I might as well, I might as well help him chase his dream. So, so whatever school you go to, so uh, talk about having uh, the responsibility to represent your family in Mesquite. I can tell something that you take very seriously. Uh, I don't know, like. It's just, just me. Like, it's just a responsibility. I feel like I should just do that. You know, I, I shouldn't be uh, I shouldn't be big headed. That's what I feel like. I shouldn't be big headed because I've seen a whole bunch of kids be big headed, and I know I can't do that because if I do that, you can fall off easy. But if you help people, God gonna bless you. Gotcha. And. Um, with the, on the, from the back to the team perspective, does it, does it excite y'all the fact that people kind of like with y'all being young and stuff, people are not expecting much? Like, oh, what's with skiing? Gonna be the same team they've been being. Yeah. People think y'all gonna be down and stuff. Nobody's really like I used to be getting all these props this year. It was like, ah, oh, they'll sneak in the playoffs, but they don't do much. People yeah. kind of looking at y'all differently. Yeah, everybody think everybody think we gonna make it like to the first round or whatever. But you know, they don't know that I'm over here. When I'm over here. My whole team, I'm like LeBron. Wherever team I go to, we're going to be cold. It don't matter. So, you know, we're going to turn up regardless. Uh, do you have a message for future opponents? Uh, let's just say you went my way, and I don't like that. That's all I got to say.
and talk about the support. I can tell everywhere you go, everybody's like shaking your hand and stuff. Y'all got a lot of school support for the Wranglers here. Oh, yeah, man. Um, speaking of support, my mama. My mama, is, she, she supported me through everything. She's the one who actually taught me how to catch, you know, because she used to play football. She used to be a tight end, so, you know, she helped me catch, you know what I'm saying? When it be dark outside and I'll be out there working, she come out there with me. And, like, you know, she take me to almost every school, every school I dream of, you know. So, uh, she just, uh, she just, you know, that's the reason I do what I do with my mama. And I, and I sit back and I watch my mama, and I see that she, she like giving, she like giving back to other people too. So that's one reason I do what I do. And, you know, that's just my number one supporter. That's a wrap for Mesquite. Rapping with my band, Mr. D. Miles. Look forward to seeing you in the spring, man. Hope you be healthy. Yeah, I'll be straight. Hey, whenever you sign, are you going to let Star Local Media know the deal? Yeah, I got you. I got you. But yeah, uh, I just want to say uh, thank y'all for, for coming, you know, doing the interview with me. That's a wrap. Back to y'all guys. Thanks again to Dylan Wright for taking the time to chat with Kendrick for the Fast Forward Rewind Student Athlete Spotlight. So, uh, gentlemen, we're going to round out our um, our first look at um, you know our, our football spring primary series for Class 5A Division One with a look at um, another one of our Division One districts, and that is 4-5A D1. Or as we just finished talking about a uh, you know 5-5A, where you know there could be the potential for quite a bit of parity between Frisco ISD, Little Elm, the Colony. We're shifting gears to a district that is not exactly you know going to fit that uh, fit that narrative most likely um, this district as we uh, look we got the uh, the three Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD schools so Creekview Newman Smith R.L. Turner and they are being joined by Colleyville Heritage Denton High uh, Denton Ryan Grapevine and Birdville um, Justin I'm not sure where to begin. I mean, there's, there are obviously, like, every realignment, there's going to be winners and losers. Teams yeah. that wind up with more, you know, you know, profitable outlooks for the next two years than others. And there's certainly, like, templates, you know, for a certain realignment that work in Carrollton Farmers Branch's favor. You know, we've seen, you know, them have success against DISD, you know, yeah. in years past. I mean, it's, we, we forget that Creekview is just, you know, two years removed from going to the playoffs three consecutive yeah. years when they were having to play in that district. And Smith was in the hunt for a district title one of those years. Yep, I mean, so there's, but, I mean, this district is, there's no real, like, there's no getting around it. This yeah. is going to be a very difficult district for all three of those schools yeah, these next two years. Five new teams, four of them not only made the playoffs last year, but one playoff game. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I have that written down as well. You have, what, I mean, yeah, you have Denton Ryan, which has been, you know, for these last couple seasons since dropping down to Class 5A, I mean, on that short list of the absolute best programs yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in the classification. Uh, they've missed the playoffs one time since 2000, including yeah. making the uh, state semis last year. Yep. I mean, they were, yeah, state semis last year. You had Colleyville Heritage, which went to the third round. Yeah. And like I said. They've made it 12 years in a row. <laughs> and then Birdville and Grapevine both won playoff games. Birdville was eliminated by Denton Ryan. Right. Um, I mean, it's and all three of those teams that we just mentioned have made it at least to the state quarterfinals in the past five years. So wow. they've, they've not only made the playoffs, they've made noise in the playoffs. All mm-hmm. three yep. of those teams. And you have, I mean, but then you have like Denton High. Denton High, you know, had a you know a poor year by its standards. You know, yeah. just three and seven. But their three wins match the combined number of wins that CFB yep. had all of last season. So right. Grapevine's another team that's made the playoffs pretty consistently of late and won a game last year too so now do y'all think the Carrollton schools are in a tougher district now than when they were with you know the Colony and Prosper and I think so I do it might not like reflect as much on the scoreboard because I um you know I went to just to check kind of how 
those three Carrollton schools fared against the top five teams in 14-5A last season. And the average game, either Creekview, yeah. Newman, Smith, Turner, against one of those top five teams, the average game was decided by 40 points. So yeah, they went two years without a win against any other team other than you know beating themselves. Yeah. The, all their wins came against other CFB teams mm-hmm. in the two years. And those games are going to be worth like there is still some merit to those you know to those rivalry games yeah, and the certainly. importance of citywide bragging rights. And those games were much more competitive, obviously. Um, you know, whereas you know the other games were decided by about forty points. You know, their head-to-head games were decided by an average of eight points. So you're still going to get competitive football between you yeah. know, CFB ISD this year, you know. So they'll at least have those games to build towards. But from a you know, from a big picture standpoint, as far as trying to build, like you know, trying to make the playoffs or something, that's just that's going to be such tough sledding in a district like this. Because yeah, like you had like Prosper was a really good team in 14-5A, but they weren't like Denton Ryan good. No, no. Not many teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Denton Ryan. I mean, yeah. I mean, Lake Dallas was you know what they were second place in that district, and mm-hmm. I mean, but that's. I mean, there, it just feels like it's it's still a there's still a uh, you know there's a glass ceiling just like there was last year you know in fourteen five a but I mean I don't know if like I said it's probably not going to matter as much on the scoreboard because again like it's you know if they lost games by forty points to a lot of these mm-hmm. you know these high end teams in fourteen five a like how much more is that really going to change in you know, yeah. in this new district I mean on the bright side at least Denton Ryan won't have Spencer Sanders anymore but I mean <laughs> that's one way to look at it but I guess let's just at least like you know off of the the, the dog piling it's at least yeah. looking at these these three uh, these three schools um, let's start with you know Creekview the one that you know has been you know I guess you traveled the last year I guess was a bit of a down year yeah, for them by their standards but very surprising they went winless zero and ten. They had made the playoffs three years in a row until the last two years against in 14 mm-hmm. Monday. So we'll see what uh, Coach Jay Klein has coming back. They do have a couple all-district players coming back. Senior defensive end Luke McPherson, mm-hmm. uh, defensive back Aaron Cyrus, and Bradley Lockett. So could, secondary could be a strong suit for the mm-hmm. Mustangs going into the season. But uh, we'll see how they stack up. They didn't participate in spring football or spring game or anything, so they'll get going a little earlier in the fall. and see how they can ramp up for uh, Jay Klein over there at Creekview. That part's interesting. I just wonder what the, uh, you know, because I've seen more and more programs are kind of shifting towards foregoing spring ball mm-hmm. just to get that extra week of preparation in the fall. And um, I guess I just want to know what the rationale is behind that, if it's just they, because I... Maybe just they won't ma- maintain it as much mm-hmm. throughout the off season in the summer, and they'd rather just get the extra mm-hmm. time and have... Because reading around, like it does seem like, well, first off, the the added benefit in order, in addition to getting an extra week of practice, is you get an extra scrimmage as well. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, for a lot of coaches, that can be is, I mean, that can be a more valuable, mm-hmm. you know, evaluation tool than anything that you get done during the during the spring. Getting yeah. to see your kids in an actual atmosphere, in an actual game time atmosphere against a different opponent, that's not themselves, you know. Plus, but then you go into the fall kind of blind, you know, not knowing mm-hmm. what you got in the spring. But you then still you have, have okay, but you still have time to get that sorted out because you can still like the teams that like Lake Dallas did this for example mm-hmm. um, and they, they found that they were able to get just enough just as much done during their athletic period you can still practice like not in a, you can't put on pads or anything like that but you can still you know 
you know, go through, you know, go through traditional football mm -hmm. teachings and stuff like that and get your practice in during the athletics period that all these teams are allotted. So you at least do have a route to, you know, so you at least have an idea of what you mm -hmm. have heading into the offseason. So there's, I mean, and it sometimes it just depends on where your program's at. Like Lake Dallas had, has a ton of experience back, so that was one of the reasons why they didn't feel like spring ball was as yeah. necessary. But, um, I mean, yeah, if you're Creekview and you're thinking that, you know what, this district is going to be an absolute, you know, bloodbath, what's, I mean, why not try to get as much extra prep as we can in August, you know, and again, like, I think that, that extra scrimmage is a, um, you know, it's, it's a big, it's a big factor as well. Yeah. I guess, um, kind of moving on in the district, another storyline is kind of at Turner, and they help, they have a new head coach, okay. Isaiah Young, um, you know, Michael Ramirez, I know last year they only went one and nine, but if you just, you know, follow the Turner program, there's no doubt that the, te the program oh, yeah. he helped get them picked up competitively throughout the last four years when Coach Ramirez was there, but mm -hmm. he, uh, took a co-athletic director job with the CFB ISD. Okay. So um, Isaiah Young, who was the defensive coordinator, was promoted to head coach, so mm -hmm. he'll be taking over for the Lions there. Um, Turner hasn't made the playoffs since 2001. I don't see that changing uh, this year, but they have been more competitive as of late, and they have some solid players back, you know, Kyrie Williams, second-team receiver, Steven Rico on the offensive line, and then Daniel Saldana, uh, defensive lineman, had a strong year last year for the Lions. And I guess that brings us to Neiman Smith, Paul Ressa, still right. uh, leading the Trojans. Hey, the, the CFB City Champions last yeah, year, I believe. Champions two and zero. So they'll lose their uh, two-year starting quarterback, John Mark Lamb. So mm -hmm. they'll have to find a replacement there. But um, I guess the big name coming back from them is Marshall Funches. He was the co-newcomer of the year as a <laughs> sophomore last year, as well as second-team running back Jalen Hughes. So a couple all-district players back for the Trojans, and we'll see how they can progress. Uh, this fall under uh, Coach Ressa, who's been a long-time mm -hmm. coach there. Yeah, we'll see what, um, obviously, I mean, like I said, those city rivalry games should still be plenty of fun. You know, the other yeah. district games, probably not as much, but that's just, that's the way that the uh, the realignment guys decided, to, has yeah. the hand they decided to deal CFB, unfortunately for them. Um, so that's a, uh, you know, a quick look at District 4, 5A, Division 1. We touched on 5, 5A, Division 1 earlier in the podcast, and that is going to round out this edition of the Start Local Media Sports Podcast. Um, Brian? Justin, appreciate y'all for tagging along. We'll be back on. We're actually going to be back on Tuesday, obviously due to the holiday, to talk some more. Uh, to talk some more Class Six A. Look at the uh, the Plano ISD Allen District, as well as uh, Mesquite ISD, as we continue our spring football primary series. Otherwise, folks, this has been Matt Welch with Star Local Media. I appreciate y'all for checking out this podcast. Y'all enjoy the rest of your week. Have a happy holiday, and we will talk to y'all later. Thanks again for checking out this edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast, brought to you by Yield Butcher Shop, a meat market and burger joint based in Plano. It's summertime, folks. The temperatures are going to start heating up, and what a better way to break into that summer heat than to break out the grill and do some barbecuing. Well, guess what? Yield Butcher Shop has you covered. They can help you with everything from catering, grilling, barbecuing, or any special occasion, serving the finest cuts of meat from every day to exotics. They are located at 811 East 15th Street in Plano, open Tuesday through Saturday, a smoking good time since 1974, Ye Old Butcher Shop. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, 
OnStarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.